Hi, and welcome to Public Hearing. Uh, I'm Trice Brown, and I am here with Caroline Craig. Caroline, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, and this week we are talking about yet another uh, city council meeting that you went to. You went to the one last night. Yeah, we're back again for city council. Back again every two weeks, or not technically every two weeks, every the first and third Monday of, first and third Tuesday of every month, which... Yeah. Is it exactly the same thing? Like, there's like a fifth week, it's the whole thing. It took me a while to get used to that. Yeah, I still it, forget a lot. It gets a little spread out when there's longer months, and then you just have to wait till the week starts again, and then. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly every other, but. Yeah. Right, but like, kind of. <laughs> it, it, it is, except for like some exceptions. But. Right. Anyways, <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So, Caroline, at this meeting, um, I, I just like, kind of break down what happened. Um, well, in the committee of the whole, they had um, a judge... McLaughlin come in and give them a report basically on uh, what the court has been seeing in the past year. Mm-hmm. And who um, is Judge McLaughlin? Um, he's the judge that runs the municipal court, so he's he's the main guy that you'll see if you ever get like a speeding ticket or yeah. any type of ticket and you have you to go to like court. Parking citation or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, a lot of parking citations. They, had, they actually had a lot of traffic stops that they had reported up there um, mm-hmm. for the stats, but yeah. He basically went through how how many cases they were having, how COVID affected that, what their procedure was during COVID, and um, yeah. what they're trying to do for the future, basically. Okay. So this is kind of like a, an annual kind of report, which is like going on, explaining everything that's happened in the past year? Yeah, it's just an annual update for the council members so they know what's going on. Okay. Um, and how... How did last year, I guess, fare? Like, what what was significant about about what he had to say? Yeah, so they had a pretty significant increase in the amount of cases that they're dealing with. I mm-hmm. think uh, I think he said it was a fifty six percent increase. I think it was forty four percent. Forty four percent. And it, we were talking about the increase in cases handled. Yes. Yeah. Yes, forty four percent. Yeah. Um, which is a it's a big number to jump that high. Um. I guess that has to do with, I'm not necessarily sure if that has to do with a direct correlation with COVID, but mm. they definitely are seeing that, and it definitely right. didn't help. Yeah, it was a huge increase, so, like, surely something. Yeah. Um, did he, like, have any reason? Uh, did, like, did he give any reason for why there was such a huge increase? I don't think he gave a reason. Okay. I don't... Because we're just not left to remember. wonder. Yeah, it was like... Why was it that way? I don't think I don't even think he knew himself. I think he mm. um, just said that there was this spike. It could be potentially COVID related, or that COVID was exacerbating everything. But there was not a definite reason that he gave yeah. uh, to the council members. Mm. So I do know that he did have a lot of other things to say about how the pandemic, like actually, like we know it affected yeah. um, their system. What were some of those ways? Yeah, so they decided to um, increase the amount of times that they met for court. So okay. I think they were meeting about a day and a half, um, and that was his the the number of days that he gave 
before the pandemic, and then mm-hmm. I think they bumped it. So for people it. to, like, show up to court and then to dispute or accept or whatever. Yeah, basically just uh, for their designated court days. Yeah. Um, and then they moved it up to three days, and then they would mm. separate or allocate all the court cases that they had within those three days so that they could social distance everybody properly okay. um, and keep everybody partially separate from each other. Right. So in before the pandemic, um, they there would be like one and a half days where people could come, but then he extended that to three days, but spread those people out so there's less people inside the courtroom is what you're saying. Yeah. Usually they would have about... 100, 100 plus people in a courtroom, um, but they had, uh, I think he said at least 40, mm-hmm. 40 people on a docket per day. And so they pretty much spread it out that way, cutting it down from a, about 100 to 40. Okay. So, you know, they have this maximum of 40 people um, that can be on the docket, but did all of those people actually show up on a regular basis? <laughs> no. So um, he said that about for a 40-person docket, about 8 to 10 people would show up um, mm. for their court cases. And I think his reasoning was, you know, a lot of people like to give excuses for not paying their court fees or showing up for court. And I mm-hmm. think COVID gave a lot of people a reason not to do what they needed to do. Um, so they had an increase in uh, the amount of people that weren't showing up yeah. to their court cases. I think he said a 56% increase. Yeah, that's the 56%. Which yeah. is so insane. Yeah, I think it's definitely like people taking advantage of mm. the pandemic and just being like, oh, I didn't know that I had to do this or I was scared because of COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. So like all these things that we've talked about, you know, there's there's so many, there's 44% more cases, um, and there are 56% more uh, no-shows. So that just kind of adds up to a whole lot of frustration, I imagine. Um, but how did that, like, affect, how did that affect the court system? Yeah, so I think it's really putting a lot of stress on them, a lot more work on what they have to do, because, you know, when people miss their court days, they have to do a whole lot of paperwork to get give them notice of another court date, um, reschedule for them. They just have to do a lot more paperwork with the amount of cases that they're having um, and the no-shows. And so they've actually tried to decrease the amount of paper that they're using because it is a lot of paperwork. Um, And then they've tried to move into this text message system that they're still working on so that they can decrease the amount of mail that they're sending out to people and so that people kind of have a better chance of understanding and knowing when their court dates and to make sure that they don't miss them and that there's less no-shows than they're having right now. So, you know, there's this increased stress that the court system uh, has been going under, but did he have anything to say about, like, how that was maybe affecting their performance? Yeah, so one of the stats he gave the council members was that um, out of those 19,000 cases, they had about 16 cases that were Mm -hmm. appealed. Um, And so those were people that were unhappy with um, whatever decision that the court came to and then appealed to a higher court. Yeah. Um, And he said his reasoning was about five of those were people that just didn't want to go to jail and Mm. were giving buying themselves an extra time. And so that's 16 out of 19,000 is like he said it was one one thousandth 
of yeah. cases. And so he's pretty proud of that performance and in himself because as a judge, you know, it's up to him what these people will get for jail time and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that's a pretty... That's a pretty amazing number, honestly, um, for it to be that low. Like, just, you'd imagine just, like, standard error would be higher than that, but I guess not for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he must be pretty good at his job. I mean, yeah, judge extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, you're going through 19,000 cases, and you only make maybe 16 mistakes, if that. Right. So, uh, was there anything else? Um, we've talked a lot about this judge and his uh, report, but is there anything else of... Um, significance that happened at the meeting? He did mention the community service that you can do. There's a lot of community service that you can do to deal with um, the fines and the court fees that you have to do. And mm. you just work for a truck service and they pay you $10 an hour to pay off those court yeah. fees. So they like you're saying they, like, they reinstated that like that um, as like a method of paying? Yeah, I think it had one time been in place. And mm-hmm. then um, when he became judge, he decided to reinstate, I think it's called is it environmental works? I think it's environmental services. Environmental services, yeah. Yes, because they work with the trash truck, and mm. that's pretty much primarily where you'd be working. Yeah, which is a, a pretty, you know, interesting idea to um, for someone to, you know, have this have to pay this fine, and they're like, hey, here's this job to, to pay that off, and, you know, you, you get paid this money, and then use that money to pay us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a... Seems like a beneficial both ways, but you yeah. kind of have to do the dirty job and mm. pay what you're due. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I believe coming up in uh, a few in the next meeting or a few meetings from now, the council members well, they were going to discuss it at this meeting, uh, but then uh, it got removed. Uh, was an agreement uh, with a local developer that's going to install bike lanes and multi-use path for like a greenway at the landings at academy drive so that would be like using public funds to pay for the stuff which is why it would be at city council but what did he have to say like why 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 are they waiting longer to talk about that um so kelly griswold he uh, he had some strong feelings about having development plans on the consent agenda mm-hmm. just because he i think he feels like the public should know about what the city's working on developing and they should know the details of that. So I think he wanted it not to be on the consent agenda so that people can hear what, what's going on with mm. the development. Um, and so pretty much he got to do that because he removed it. They discussed it. Um, and then mm. they approved the consent agenda. So Okay. So the, the consent agenda, just so we're clear, is like the, like the part. It's like they add things onto the consent agenda and then at the end of the meeting they approve it, right? And like yeah. everything that is on there gets enacted. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically like a budget, um, and it's included with certain development plans, certain ordinances, or not ordinances, but infrastructure bills and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where the they're not really up for discussion. It's just kind of up to the council members to approve that uh, budgeting, the amount of money that they have for each agenda item. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Not really up for discussion kind of thing, but yeah. if they want to discuss something in further, like they did at this meeting, they can request to remove it, and then they discuss it separately. And then at the, after that, they would approve everything as is. Okay. Wait, so he removed it from the consent agenda. 
Yeah, so the um, thing is they remove then, it to talk about it. Yeah. But they don't, like, fully remove it. They just, like, remove it to talk about it, and then they still approve it. Okay, so it was still approved then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> that was my understanding of it. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while because I had to, like, they have, like, the e-packet that they give you, and uh-huh. I had to, like, read the rules, and they're like, this is what the consent agenda means, and I was like, oh, cool. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, as always, you know, great job uh, covering city council. Uh, what would what would public hearing be without you, Caroline? Um, <laughs> but, you know, from the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. I'm Caroline Craig. And we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>